welcome to Takeout Breakout, where friends surprise each other with food delivery. It's social distance fun in a very unfun time. We're your hosts, Megan, Kate, Emily, and Giselle, and we hope you're hungry because we're serving up hot takes. Mardi Gras, everyone. This is probably the best holiday of the year, I think. Over Christmas and Halloween. I think it's an I think it's an under-celebrated holiday. Yeah, we don't do enough of it. Especially on the West Coast. We're like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Uh, basically, Mardi Gras is the... What is that? Like the calm before the storm of Lent. Yeah. Well, okay. So I wasn't thinking so much Mardi Gras as Fat Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Mardi Gras is cool too. Aren't they the same thing? Like Mardi Gras means Fat Tuesday. Oh, snap. Yeah, it's it's Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, and yeah. we uh, we we're celebrating by ending our series, Takeout Breakout. We're really taking this Lent thing seriously. I don't even know what Lent is, except um, oh, I was about to say something that will probably offend someone. So yeah, I don't really know what Lent is. Didn't grow up in a church. Oh, you're not Catholic. I you're see. not really missing out, but everyone it celebrating sucks. Lent is. Yeah. I just remember that kids would come to school like saying they gave up stuff and I was like, okay. Good for you. Yeah. And then you'd try to sneak in something like, well, I'm going to give up chores. But uh, it's supposed to be yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be something you like and it's it, it tends to be food related. I think I think Why? traditionally it's it's meant to be a time of well, uh, it's it's you're by not the Catholic eat, Church, right? Right. It's by <laughs> the Catholic the Church, so it's supposed to make you miserable. Yeah, because the Catholics are all about guilt <laughs> and being sad. And we can say that because we were raised. Catholic. We've been baptized. We're saved. Yeah, we're baptized. Catholic. Oh, so you heathens out act- there are not going to guys make coming in clutch. In my job, I am the leader of the multicultural club, and we do a presentation on Fat Tuesday. So quick little blurb so why didn't you know what it was today we learned about chinese new year and that's not where my head was so quick little blurb for all of our listeners got it mardi gras also called shrove tuesday or fat tuesday in english refers to the events of the carnival celebrations beginning on or after the christian feasts of the epiphany or the three kings day and culminating on the day before ash wednesday mardi gras is french for fat tuesday Reflecting the practice of the last night of eating richer, fatty foods before the ritual fasting of the Lenten season. What a perfect! Yeah. Wow, what she said. Yeah. I actually think that's kind uh, of it's amazing. such a perfect <laughs> closer for takeout breakout, which should be sad, but I, I'm, I'm like excited with the way that we're closing this. I think that we we had some really cool ideas for how to how to wrap this up. Yeah, it's been quite an adventure, and. It has really, this experience, guys, has really changed how I feel about takeout food. I don't know about you, but um, 
for me, it's definitely left an impression. Same for me. I really thought of delivery food as a total luxury, which I still do. But I mean, we started takeout breakout in still pretty early days of quarantine. You know, we we kicked this off in May. We had thought about the idea as early as April. And this, I feel like going through the process of being in quarantine and doing takeout breakout, it just like totally normalized what this delivery service experience was like. What about you guys? What about you, Giselle? I agree, Kate. It has normalized it. And you know, what's strange is that I almost don't like it now. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I Because I kind of, well, especially in a pandemic, you know, if I have a chance to leave the house to do anything, um, it just makes me feel strange to have stuff delivered to me when I could go out on the town and go pick it up um, and not worry about what happens in between or paying a bunch of fees to a delivery service. I have the opposite opinion of, of you, Giselle. I really hated takeout, like ordering takeout and getting it or delivery, I guess, um, before this. And I would get really angry when someone suggested we just get it delivered. Because I'm like, why? We can go, we can literally just drive there and pick it up. Like, what a waste of money. And now I am so comfortable with it that I spend more than I'm proud of, truly, <laughs> getting things delivered. I'm like, eh, it's fine. I'm doing my part to stay safe and stay at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, you're pro- <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. You know what's funny is that now that you say that, I it got me thinking that it kind of depends on where you live. Like, if I lived in San Francisco, I would not want to go out to wherever I was to get my food. But because I live in Nevada and it's like everything's close by and there's no lines and, you know, and it's very beautiful out, of course I want to go outside. But if I was in a big city where everything is gross, I wouldn't want to go. I also switched to the side of of not really enjoying takeout the same way anymore. And I think a lot of it is because of all of the mistakes that we had, you know, the mishaps over the course of the show. And the fact that food that's delivered to you just doesn't travel as well as when you're eating it in the restaurant. And Zach's a really good cook. I, uh, I feel guilty paying extra for for um, sub subpar food to be delivered to me. Well, not all of us are offered that luxury. No, of course, no. Yeah, I went to Megan's house the other day, and her husband Zach uh, literally cooked. I want to say a five course dinner, and I was just going over there to just, like stay over for the night. It was crazy. He made his own pasta. It was insane. You know, I am looking forward to the next time I go up and visit because I really want Zach to do the the uh, shrimp, the pot of shrimp again. Oh, yeah. That's just my favorite. I mean, I'm I'm it kills me, but <laughs> it's my favorite. I think for me, the, the takeout got more normalized for me and it was a real lifesaver, I think, for my mental health, which sounds ridiculous. But this year, this past year, which we're still going through quarantine, COVID still really bad. But I feel like with the work stress that we're all undergoing, the social stress, um, the 
emotions of living in a pandemic and in our political atmosphere, there were so many nights where uh, previously I would be like, oh my God, I just feel like I aged 10 years and I have to cook dinner. Like, oh my God, I'm dying. And now I think I have a lot more grace for myself to just be like, yeah, I'm going to order takeout and all the delivery fees are expensive, but it means that I end up ordering like more food to justify it. But then we end up having meals, like three meals out of it um, every time I order. So um, I really like that. And um, I don't, I don't hate it. I think I'm like maybe neutral to positive, but I don't, I don't dislike it like some of you guys do. You know, I do have to say, there are days or nights where I just want to do something special. And it's nice to know there's something like that that exists that makes a night a little more special during this time. You know what I will miss from this show are our themed episodes. Those were my favorite moments. I loved not knowing what I was going to get. And I loved just like giggling over how stupid it was with you guys. <laughs> so I may I may just call you up every once in a while and be like, hey, today's theme is astronauts. Go. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes, I'm all for that. I love it. I loved um, when Giselle and I decided that our team was going to be uh, fair themed, not related to the food so much as it was related to us getting to dress up like clowns. <laughs> <laughs> all the, the photo, photo shoots, shoots. Have yep. been fun. I feel like <clears throat> with the themes and everything like for our listener um <laughs> that's it's kind of fun for people to just do like it gives it can give people the idea of like you know in the pandemic we can't hang out with our friends and I feel like this kind of was a way for us to hang out by not hanging like not hanging out you know what I yeah. mean yes absolutely yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, in this series finale episode, we have some really great segments to send off Takeout Breakout. We went back and reflected on all of our episodes and pulled out some tasty little data nuggets for you, which we'll go over. Tasty data nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> we'll also be discussing the new law of the land when it comes to delivery and takeout, which... Some of these were hard learned and not pleasant. <laughs> Definitely not. We'll be going over our personal highs and lows of this podcast experiment. And last but not least, we had one final meal that we're all going to talk about. So listen in and join us on our trip down memory lane of some of our favorite moments from Takeout Breakout. So our first segment on uh, our series finale is uh, takeout breakout data, better better known as how many times did our order get fucked up? And boy, how. <laughs> Actually, you guys are going to be kind of surprised. Um, I, I'm really excited to go through this. I spent a couple days, a couple days, yeah, getting. Uh, just re-listening to every episode and what I was initially going for was just you know who did we order from meaning a uh, service right Grubhub or Chow Now or DoorDash whatever 
and ended up just taking notes, just just notes of stuff that I noticed in the episodes, things that kept happening that weren't necessarily something we said we were going to keep track of. <laughs> Quick shout out to you for all that tedious work. So <laughs> this spreadsheet is hilarious. There's just so many notes all over it, just so many random tidbits that I wanted to pull out from each episode. Um, and I wanted to go through some of those uh, little motifs with you guys for this episode. <laughs> it was a little tedious, but it was fun to go back and listen to all of our shenanigans, <laughs> um, starting with Cinco de Mayo, our very first episode. We had something go wrong in almost every episode. Believe it or not, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> but I do want to start off with the numbers that brought us here the numbers that I was originally chasing you guys which which delivery service do you think we use the most I feel like we know this answer already I'm gonna go with DoorDash because I like Grubhub better, but I feel like nobody ever likes I'm, what I like. I want to say DoorDash just because of the <laughs> amount of times I remember us cursing DoorDash for messing things up, which was almost every episode. <laughs> I'm also going to say DoorDash because after recording, I want to say three episodes, I started paying for Dash Pass. <laughs> Just to try and help out with the delivery fees. Oh, that was so smart. I wish I had done that. Mm. Well, you guys are right. It was DoorDash. DoorDash is uh, what we used most. We did. We had 29 deliveries from DoorDash. And the next up was Grubhub with 16 deliveries. So big jump. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so many deliveries. I think that was my delivery. <laughs> Those are all mine. <laughs> Yeah, they are a lot of yours, actually. And I didn't even tabulate that one. Ugh, what a good one to have tabulated. But <laughs> the success rate of DoorDash and Grubhub were basically the same. It was about 86, 87% success, meaning no delivery mishaps. Now, whether the food came out okay is a different story, but mm. the delivery was successful 86% of the time. Does that... I, that's pretty good. That's not bad. It's not. I mean, you know. That actually feels better than how it felt in the moment. Yes. Because I remembered just feeling like things were fucked up all the time, constantly. <laughs> I would say like some of the big <laughs> mistakes were me, like human error, like me not sending it to the right address, for example. Sure. And then uh, the next service we used was uber eats and we only ordered for them from them four times the but their success <laughs> their success rate was 25 percent <laughs> yikes <laughs> yeah I, there was just constantly something going wrong so i mean in in uh one case it was delivered to the wrong address this was my sushi <laughs> at ending up at the wrong apartment and twice it was used during Cinco de Mayo where uh you know part of the order was missing and um it, 
the other the other issue was that the order was canceled late and, uh-huh. and had to be reordered. Uh-huh. See, this is a great example of a company that's that thought that they could just get into another market uh, based, you know, they're a rideshare app that thought they could just get into another market of delivering food since it was popular and just kind of throw it on there. And I feel like there wasn't a lot of good planning that went on there foundationally. That's my right. speculation anyway. Yeah. So um, I wanted to take us through some of the details about our deliveries, about our about our meals that we had. Um, there were five times when part of our meal was missing. Did you guys think it would be more or less than that? Definitely thought it was more. <laughs> Me too. Agreed. I felt like that was... A complaint. If it wasn't something showing up at the wrong time, it was something showing up incomplete. I feel like what were our biggest complaints. Mm, yes, exactly. Stuff that's just mysteriously missing or things that are thrown in, like a few chicken feet. Yeah. So I also tracked that. And there were some five times where we received extra food that was not part of our order. And actually, Giselle, I didn't count the chicken feet because I think that was what they intended to send with one order of chicken feet. <laughs> well, it, who knows? it just happened to be a lot. It was but... one of those places where they claim they were sending you like one or two chicken feet. But I have a feeling that they, it's one of those things where they are not really worried about whether what they put on the menu is actually accurate to what they send. Like there's not that consistency that they're checking on, you know, they're just like, Oh, a couple of chicken feet. And then like three weeks later, there's a new guy who started on the staff and he's like, I guess I'll just throw a bunch of these in there. Like there's right. no quality check in that ter- in in that department, my suspicion. Right. Well, we had three episodes where this happened, where each of these happened, missing food and extra food. So maybe it sort of evened out in those episodes. But that was Cinco de Mayo, Wings, and Southern Comfort. So those are the three episodes featuring some food mishaps. But, you know, maybe they've evened out. We also had some food that didn't travel well on a few episodes. Ooh, do we get to guess? Yeah, please. I'm going to definitely say your guys' order from Teams. <laughs> the carnival food. That's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going to say. I want to say every time we ordered French fries. French fries are gross. Well, the way I logged this was if somebody came out and said this was soggy or this was mushy or this was stale damp. or whatever. Right. Um, and so if, yeah, damp, that's right. <laughs> damp and a moist we, we had for our, for one of our episodes. So if the fries were not called out as having not traveled well, you know, if it's just sort of assumed and we didn't talk about it, I didn't write it down. Um, but there were five episodes where we actually called out that our, food didn't travel well but something went wrong we had some soggy buns in the burger episode we had some soggy again soggy bread and cinco de mayo southern comfort was a total disaster with lazy dog (laughs) (laughs) and then and then yeah uh emily you called it teams was was Mm -hmm. not great for uh for what we ordered um, Doggy doggies. Yeah. 
lay some other data on us. Yeah, I have two data points about Emily specifically. Do you guys want to hear it? <laughs> Emily, do Emily, you want to hear Are you excited? I mean, I'm ready to feel attacked, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there were three episodes where you spiraled. And what I mean by that is like your world just came crashing down because of these <laughs> deliveries. <laughs> Do you, remember you know, them? during most of our recordings, there wasn't a lot going on with me. <laughs> so <laughs> didn't take much for that spiral to happen. <laughs> Do, can you remember which episodes they were? I feel like one is going to be Japanese yes. food. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. for sure. <laughs> um, another one would be, is that when I got, mm, was that the Chili's episode? Or like where it went to the apartment and not the house. (laughs) So you you spiraled on pizza party. I think it had to do with you ordering pizza for um That was for me. Yeah. Stressing out. Yeah. Stressing out about it going correctly. And also for barbecue. Yeah. (laughs) Barbecue when you ordered for Giselle. Oh. And it going right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, you that, know what? I feel like the Japanese episode was just bad all around for it, me. It was bad because for I didn't get sushi and your order was. Ugh. That was a disaster. There are no words. <laughs> there are no words. I that that episode brought me to tears. Yes. That is the spiral of all spirals. Um, and we also triggered your allergies in three yep. episodes. Mm-hmm. I feel like, wow. So I think two of them were me. <laughs> One was me. One was me. I, I got her, and, and I knew this going in, but I did it anyway. But I got her strawberry ice cream for, yes. yeah, the movie matchup. And uh, she uh, couldn't eat strawberry ice cream. But I had to do it because it was for the movie matchup. Oh my goodness! I like you. Take out, break out, AKA let's kill Emily. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, truly, the story of my life. Like, my ex-mother-in-law tried to poison me for 13 years with my oh food my allergies. So God. I really feel like it was training me for this series. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you did all <laughs> Okay, <program>. but <laughs> okay, M. But the Prior Sisters did have some nice moments together during this show. We had some hive mind moments. In three episodes, one was movie matchup because we knew each other's movies that we chose for each other. Oh, another was wings because we both like boneless as one should. It's the only <laughs> way to eat wings. Mm, yeah. Why do you want an obstacle in your food? Because I like delicious, tender, bone-in meat. You have delicious, tender, boneless meat with no <laughs> stick going through it. Exactly. Nothing to break your teeth on. And then also Christmas. We both knew the pop culture Christmas references that the other one chose. And we both chose The Office. So it was a super hive mind, that episode. Such busy little bees. Yeah. Some other numbers to throw at you guys. We had two guests. We had two episodes with guests. One was Halloween with Kate's friend Mark. And the other was New Year's with my husband, Zach, who also writes the music for this show. 
we had an increasing number of photo shoots per season. I think we just really fell in love with doing this. I feel like they also got more refined because I was looking back at our Ninja Turtle shoot. <laughs> that one was a little rough and ready. <laughs> compared to like New Year's. Um, I mean, myself in particular, though I don't think I can top my Ninja Turtle, my makeshift Ninja Turtle. Oh, um, I could just die looking at those <laughs> eyeballs. You stuck to your <laughs> bandana. <laughs> <laughs> I actually spent a long time on that photo shoot, the Ninja Turtle. I did a full mask makeup, and I had to like pose squatting in awkward. Pos- I made nunchucks out of uh, out did. of rabbit toys. So yeah, that was the one where I made the most effort for sure. I made nunchucks out of oh wait, not nunchucks, little spears out of gardening <laughs> equipment. Oh yeah, what are those called? <laughs> Ninja uh, Turtle tr- trowels. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Um, But season one, we had one photo shoot and it was pizza party. And season two, we were like, uh, let's keep doing photo shoots. So we did two. One was teams and the other was Halloween. And season three, we were like, fuck it. Photo shoots for everything. We <laughs> took turns photo shooting for each episode. And of course, this episode, we we also did photo shoots for. But um, I'm not counting it as part of the data. Yeah. And we also have one last number for Giselle. Times Giselle eats weird food. Uh, that's twice. In, in barbecue, she de-shelled her <laughs> onion rings and filled them with ketchup. So good. <laughs> I remember that. Real gross. And in Halloween, she scrapes the (laughs) chocolate off of Butterfingers and eats them. The insides better like a chicka stick. Horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Truly awful. Okay, so we all feel like something went wrong every episode, right? Kind of. Even though, uh, despite the data that says otherwise, uh, delivery data. What do you guys think? How many episodes do you think we had where not only no delivery went wrong, but our meals all tasted good? Like it, like in the same episode. Yeah. The same episode. Zero. Two. (laughs) I'm going to say. Eight. Oh, geez. No. Okay. Well, with delivery only, it was nine. There were nine mm. episodes where nothing went wrong delivery-wise. For real? For real. Now, then I took a second look at that and wanted to know which episode did not only the delivery go right, but we were all happy with our food. And it was one episode. Do you guys know what episode it is? Ooh. Oh, let's pause. Wait, no. Let's not like Not loud. actually pause. I want to think. <laughs> I want to think where we're all happy with our food. I want to say Christmas Mm, or New Year's. I feel like it was in a later season. (gasps) Halloween. So I will I will let you guys know that I excluded Thanksgiving and New Year's from this because um, the ordering was not 
our typical ordering. Hap- for Thanksgiving, we went and picked up our own food, so there was no delivery. And for New Year's, Zach ordered for us, so we didn't. That was a different type of ordering system. And when you say it was good, like that we personally liked it, like our own food that yep. we received, as opposed to someone else being like, that's not what that was supposed to be. Correct. I'll go with Halloween too. Yeah, I'm going to say Halloween. Oh, man. I don't remember what Megan got for Halloween, though. So that's the one thing that's throwing me. She got pumpkin. Curry. I got candy. Yeah, candy and pumpkin mm. curry. And they liked it. The only issue. Right. The only issue was that uh, I wasn't notified about the candy or so I didn't pick it up. Oh, right. So the whole effect of the episode was lost. Oh, right. Um, right, right. But our episode with nothing going wrong in it was actually Chinese takeout. Oh, okay. And Emily Emily goes ahead and says this at the end of our episode. <laughs> Not one goddamn thing goes wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember her saying that. Yeah. So that's a good episode to listen to for some perfection. Um, I have one last data bit for you guys really quickly. Who do you think you ordered for the most? What do you mean? Like, which one of us did you send orders to the most really does did it yeah did it feel equal to you or or was there somebody you felt like you kept sending food to over I, and over i think i ordered for emily the most i feel like i ordered for giselle actually no i changed my mind i ordered for megan the most okay giselle who do you th- Giselle, who do you think you ordered for the most? Um, Kate. Okay. So this is interesting because everyone's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shocked. (laughs) Kate and Emily, you guys actually were the most uh, equalized across the board. Um, Kate, you ordered for me and Emily five times and Giselle four. So it's it's pretty equal. Okay. Uh, versus Emily, who actually you ordered for me the least, which was four and Kate and Giselle five times. Giselle and I had some extremes. I ordered for Kate six times and Emily only three. Okay. And Giselle ordered for Emily six times and Kate only three. Oh, so there you go weird yeah you don't realize how uh how uh, much you're ordering for people until you look at the numbers at the end wow i, think I, I guess it <laughs> i wonder why it felt that way to us i don't know i feel like i ordered every time i ordered for kate it was like more memorable for me to order for kate because i had to make sure because i was looking at restaurants in another state i don't know why so like it stands out in my mind that i remember exactly every time i ordered for her like i know i ordered her sushi i know i ordered her Pinocchio's which I don't remember what the episode was but um I feel like I remember every time I ordered for Kate whereas I don't remember when I ordered for you guys it's so funny how it works out like that yeah we just weren't memorable So what I really liked about this episode is that I got to order again from probably my new favorite place, 
and everyone gets really annoyed what? because that's all I ever want to eat. Although I, I do eat other things. I will eat other things. I'm just, that's always my first Wow, suggestion. so you got a new favorite place out of this show. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So I really think that Kate takes MVP. Oh, yay. I, oh. Of the series. I was hoping it was Tacos Los Desolados. <laughs> ah, that's exactly what yeah, it was. Nice. <laughs> What'd you order? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Because I have like my go-to things that I like. Like I still love the Godzilla quesadilla. Um, but I was like, you know what, for this, because it's something special, I think I want to try something different. I didn't. But there are so many good things on this menu, and eventually I will try one of everything. But for this episode, I was like, I need to make sure I order a lot, like, <laughs> because it is for Fat Tuesday. True. So I need to gorge myself. Um, so I didn't eat beforehand. Um, and I got, I got an horchata to wash down all the deliciousness. Mm. And I've actually not had horchata from there. It was delightful. Um, and then I got the monster burrito, which Kate had ordered for me, but the meat that I got inside of it was shrimp. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was, I mean, just the fact that it comes with a side of hot Cheetos and nacho cheese, it's chef's kiss, truly. Wait. Like, it's so great. But did you eat it with the shrimp? Of course I did. Oh so in the God. actual burrito. Allergy oh, wait, triggered. The, allergy triggered. I know. <laughs> I prepare myself for this. So in the burrito, it's <laughs> it's hot Cheetos. Jesus. Shrimp, sour cream, rice, beans, and pico de gallo. Beautiful. Amazing. Delicious. So <laughs> Amazing. Oh, and cheese and, you know, shredded cheese. And then I also got some of my favorite thing so far from this place are the East Side Tacos. And it's a flour, a little flour tortilla with cheese grilled onto it. So it's crisp, crispy and delicious. And then battered shrimp, <laughs> <laughs> avocado, and then like their house made spicy sauce. And that I could eat. An unlimited amount of them. They are so good. Uh, talking about it right now makes me want to go order some, but I won't. <laughs> and then I also got <laughs> the um the vampiro borracho mm -hmm. and um drunk vampire the, meat, I, the drunk vampire. Yes, I got it. <laughs> and um that is a like a corn tortilla, like open open face. Um, and I got a soda on that one. So I was like, I can't go three for three on shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's topped with uh, beans, Monterey cheese, um, guac, and red hot sauce. And then the asada. So a runner up for this, which I had in my cart. And I was like, I can't. First of all, I can't spend $60 on myself <laughs> as much as meal. I wanted to <laughs> for one meal. <laughs> And then I was also like, there's no way I can eat all of this. Like, not, no way. Um, actually, there were two runners up. And it was the um, the sushi taco, which I have had. And it is 
wonderful. And so that's a giant flour tortilla sliced in rolls with mozzarella cheese, Mexican rice, avocado, cucumber, and chipotle sauce on top. And then they slice it up like it's sushi. I've had this once and it was delicious. It's amazing. And then the second runner up. Oh, it's their uh, fries. Like they're kind of, I guess they're asada fries, but it's the base is hot Cheetos. <laughs> there it is. The hot Cheetos desfiladas. <laughs> and it's hot Cheeto chips with nacho cheese on top, pico de gallo, sour cream, guac, and then your choice of meat. Oh my God. And I will get those next time. Because they look amazing. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was a treat ordering from this place again and getting to talk about it. Um, true. I mean, truly just masterpiece after masterpiece. I Did think <laughs> I showed one of my friends this menu and he was like, oh, that's Heartburn City right there. Oh like, God. first of all, you're old as fuck. <laughs> Secondly, yes, it is, but it's worth it masterpiece i assume is being applied liberally <laughs> no no <laughs> um one of the other things that i really want to try from this place i could lit i could do my whole podcast on this just this place menu. yeah yeah um is the guacamole meat lovers <laughs> and it's fresh guac with that they they like hollow out the center of their bowl of guacamole what? and just fill it oh with God. meat <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> this place is crazy. <laughs> was there ever um, a doubt in your mind that this is going to be the place that you ordered from? No, I knew as soon <laughs> I knew as soon as Kate ordered it for me, I was like, "Oh, game over!" Like, if there's ever a best of, hands yes. down, <laughs> this is the place because I've never been to another place that I enjoy as much as this because it's like. It's just my favorite. It's all of my favorite foods all together. It's wonderful. I can't wait to go back and get like, oh God, they do like a big ring of tacos and they put beer in the middle. Oh, my God. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, then they have, oh, they have the the botana and that's chips served with, uh, served with shrimp. <laughs> of course. And cucumbers. And uh, it's topped with lime and chamoy. So, and then they put beer in the center of it, and the rims are full of chamoy. Like, it's just perfect. It's a perfect menu. A plus plus. So that was what I got. (laughs) I don't think anyone can top that. Well, (laughs) (laughs) well, it's we can't really do the round robin thing, but uh, maybe you can just since we don't, you know. We don't know who ordered for who in this case. It's it's sort of like you're ordering for yourself based on something somebody else has ordered for you in the past. So, Emily, why don't you just pick who you want to go next? Um, I w- Megan, you can go next. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, that's very timely. That's very on point, Emily, because my meal was from La Patisserie. <laughs> And <laughs> we're we sh- can't oh. we're no longer just the prior sisters we're the dumpster sisters. Yes. Okay, no, Wait. that's not a fair term because la patisserie is like a like what I'm saying. I'm not a- saying the food is garbage. I'm saying right. we eat like dumpsters. <laughs> like 
<laughs> Wait, before you go further, I got super confused the other day because I started getting all these text messages yes, about a driver delivering food. And I realized we've now screwed up each other's food apps because all of each other's <laughs> phone numbers are in them. And so like I was getting all these messages, like repeated, persistent messages, like your driver's driving up, your driver's walking. Yeah. Your driver's now at the door. Your driver left the food. Here's a picture of the food. And I was like thinking that she got Nick the Greek. I was like, don't tell. Now I know what you got. But it no. turns out it was totally random. I, so I, I just got Nick the Greek because I wanted Nick the Greek that day. <laughs> so she secretly did a, two orders from places that she I mean, liked. and today I ordered checkers. Like we had, che- <laughs> so the show wow. has really introduced us to a lot of uh, new places to order from. But I chose La Patisserie because I, like I was saying at the start of the episode, Zach and Cook. So anything I was going to order just felt like, eh, you know, I, I could, this was, I guess, my favorite thing. I like pizza. I like burgers. I could do this again, but Zach can, well, he can make better burgers always. And pizza, like, eh, I, I like all pizza. So I went with La Patisserie because it's an amazing French bakery. I mean, everything I had, even though it was a really stupid lunch, it was amazing. It just, everything tasted great. Everything was light. Everything felt like it was baked to perfection. I've never enjoyed these dessert items as much as I have from this place. So I thought I would just go with that again. Now, we did have a normal meal first. We didn't just have La Patisserie. <laughs> I will caveat with that. Um, but I ordered a couple things that, that we got before. And threw in a bunch of new things. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll take us through it really quick. First was a pistachio macaron, which um, and I and I'm going in order of when I finished the item. I I assumed I wouldn't be able to eat this whole box. Um, we ordered six things. Zach and I split them, and I I went in order. Or sorry, what I did was I tried everything, and then. As I finished, I came back around and ate the things I liked most first because I knew I wouldn't have enough room in my stomach for all of them. So I started with the macaron and actually I just ate that completely when I got it. It was it was great. It was, again, light, crunchy where it needed to be and gooey in the center. And the pistachio was very subtle, but but nice. Um, So I finished that first. Second was the fruit tartlet, which I got before from Emily. And fruit tartlets are one of my most favorite desserts. And uh, I, th- it tasted just as great as it did the first time I had it. Um, it stays together as you eat it, which is great. Usually they fall apart and it's just a fucking mess. But I don't know how they do it. It, it stays together as I, as I like chop through it with my fork. And the fruit was really good. Uh, third, I finished the Persian Napoleon, which I also had last time. I, I remembered it so well. It was so good, so light, very buttery. Um, and so I made sure that I finished that one as well. I ate a lot of dessert that night, you guys. I don't even remember what I ate for dinner. It didn't matter. This was all I wanted. So after the Napoleon, I finished had the lemon bar. I ordered a lemon bar, which was new. Um, and it was the least light 
item in my order, um, which was expected. It's it's a lemon bar. They're kind of heavy, kind of spongy. It's a little like a cake, but flavor was was really great. It was just enough tart, not overly sweet. It was it was perfect. After the lemon bar, I got a green tea cheesecake, which I did finish. Now I wasn't expecting to finish a cheesecake because cheesecake is so heavy but their cheesecake is much lighter than the cheesecake factory that I'm used to and so it was really easy to finish the green tea is very subtle um I I guess I would say it finished closer to the end because again like I like green tea a lot but I I still don't really consider it a dessert flavor it's like it's like a fun flavor that I'm not used to, I guess. Um, I still love it. It, it kind of reminded me of the Starbucks Frappuccino flavor because it's mixed with sugar. But uh, yeah, I really love this cheesecake. And then last on my list was the tiramisu. I I actually do really like tiramisu, but um, what what put this one last for me is that they have a lot of powder, like a lot of the... Um, cocoa powder on top and it was very cocoa forward which isn't really my favorite I like sugar cocoa doesn't have sugar which is fine um but yeah I (laughs) I left I left the rest of the tiramisu for Zach everything was great everything was uh light aside from the lemon bar and I want to go to this place more often so thanks, Emily, for my favorite meal of the season. You're welcome. From Aww. from Movie Matchup. This was our Marie Antoinette uh, movie matchup meal. Hey. Hey. Can I go next? Yeah, please. You're next. Okay. I'm excited because I really want to get it again today. Um. And I'm getting hungry hearing you guys talk about all this food. I, um, Kate got me during the sushi episode. She got me sushi holic, which is a, a Japanese place in vintage Oaks, uh, which is kind of an outdoor mall thing in Novato. Um, and I have driven by it a billion times when I'm going to like Ross and I've never gone in. And I saw my friend post on Instagram the other day, some sushi. And I was like, I need to have sushi tonight. And I was like, Oh, Hey, I can do that for the episode. Um, So I had a perfect excuse and a reason to order takeout. So I got the most basic bitch fucking boring sushi and I loved it. I got like a California roll, (laughs) which is like my favorite thing. I'm sorry, but it is. Um, And I got a spicy tuna roll, which actually was a little fishy, so I didn't finish it. And then I got vegetarian udon um, which was really good. The broth was really good for a place that's like a strip mall sushi. Like the broth was very flavorful, and I really enjoyed that. And um, I think that's all that I got. But it was great, and I really enjoyed myself. And I would never have gone in that place, and I probably wouldn't have ordered sushi as a takeout food at all, period, ever. Um, if I hadn't already had it from somewhere like uh this place which Kate got it for me. So it's pretty much going to be my go-to now because I can trust that it'll be Oh fine. yeah, I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm so That's glad. Thank you. That's awesome. Man, take out sushi for the win. That's that's something I'm <laughs> surprised by. 
yeah, I wouldn't have done it without having vetted the place first. So um, now that I, she got me something pretty creative, which I really liked. I just wasn't wanting to spend the money on it this time. So I got cheaper stuff, but I enjoyed what she had gotten me, which was like a rainbow type roll and it had shrimp and everything. That's all. I wish I could Next. have picked sushi, but nobody ordered me sushi this time. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered hey, you, I you Japanese food. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well i am last and i picked um from our season two chinese takeout episode jin chan which was ordered for me by emily dang 50 50 well 50 percent yeah pretty Guys, i'm batting pretty I'm good yeah so am i an f but yeah me too chicken. um yeah this is our last data point <laughs> Emily and Kate win takeout breakout. Giselle and I fail. <laughs> Wait, were, Kate, were you able to find paper wrap? They did not have paper wrap chicken. Um, I which is oh, it's bummer. fine. Um, but I got for myself, um, sesame chicken, which is what Emily ordered for me. Um, I normally never order sesame chicken. Um, and we've tried a bunch of other things on their menu, and we just keep coming back to the sesame chicken because it's super delicious. Um, and scallion, scallion pancakes, which Emily also got for us as well. So we basically always get sesame chicken and scallion pancakes. They're delicious. And they have a huge menu. Their menu is truly enormous. And they have a section that's like from China favorites that is like a dozen things that you've never heard of or have like really interesting ingredients in it. And from there, they have this dish called Chengdu chicken. Um, it's a little shout out for Zach. Um, it is Sichuan chicken, uh, which I love. <laughs> I know Zach liked to give me a hard time about Sichuan chicken, but that is super delicious as well as the sesame balls. I love sesame balls. They're like filled with red bean paste. Um, super delicious. And um, yeah, it's spicy, tasty Chinese food that we probably get like once a month now since since we first got it so i'm really thrilled because it's my favorite chinese place in boulder now your favorite awesome. chinese place in, in boulder, boulder which is like a kind of a heavy caveat but it's it's nice to have gotten to experience so many food places that i would not have otherwise without takeout breakout did anyone mm -hmm. have like really close runner-ups like where you couldn't yes I did too. Yes. Yeah. My my runner up was barbecue. Was the uh was what I had from the barbecue episode, which was ordered for me from Giselle. So Giselle, oh, nice. you get second place. <laughs> my runner up was uh Peckish, which is a uh chicken wing place that Megan ordered Dang for it. me from. My runner up was <laughs> my pasta. <laughs> nice nice <laughs> that's two for oh megan in silver <laughs> oh giselle did you have a runner-up gosh it's tough because i just really like food um <laughs> i don't know how to pick just one uh but i guess if i could go back in time i do recall that um when we got chinese um 
I think Megan got me the Chinese. Is that right? If I Hell yes, right. I did. Nice. Three yeah, silvers feel... for Meg. <laughs> yeah, I don't, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of the place, but they had like a, you got me Mushu and I really liked yes. uh, whatever. Yeah, I know. Oh, they gave me tortillas. They gave me tortillas, That's but this right. content was good. <laughs> I was expecting you to choose that place because of the Mushu prawns. You were so excited about that. And I was like, damn the it. Mushu prawns were really good. Else. And actually I ended up doing like a three hour Google search, exploring how the pancakes are usually made. And I guess they could technically have been correct, but they weren't quite, they were, they were tortillas from a Mexican place. Right. Yeah. Right. For what it's worth, my uh, third place option was checkers pizza. Actually. Is that like that gas station, nearly like a gas station? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Place that has like a menu with like slices. <laughs> yeah, that was the one where I was like, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you got it again. Yeah, what a great segment. I'm glad that we got to kind of relive those moments. So fun. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to know that we all at some point, made each other happy with our ordering. Aw. So I guess we're going to talk about our highs and lows for the entire series, which I'm very excited about. Um, Did you guys want me to start off? Yeah, do it, girl. So I'm going to start with my... Wait, what if we all talked about our lows first? Yeah. And then we talk about our let's highs do afterwards. It. Yeah, let's yeah. do Start it. Start pessimistic. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so here's my low. My low actually had nothing to do with um, I, the theme itself was, was well done, which I, I think Kate ordered for me. Um, and it was, I want to say it was movie matchup and it was the strawberry milkshake and the pancake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. What was the movie? She still it can't was remember. Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it was what? It was Reservoir Dogs, and uh, Reservoir Dogs. you thought it was Wreck It Ralph or something. <laughs> I did because it was like milkshake pancake, yeah. milkshake pancake. Um, but actually, the only reason I say it was a low is because it was lunch and it was a pancake and a melted milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Um, so it was kind of like I need. I didn't have any. Um, I didn't have like a. It was very sweet, you know, for lunch. Um, but that's the only reason it was a low, but it was also really funny because I got the movie wrong too. So it was, it was a high for amusement and just a low for actual nutritional content. (laughs) Nutrition. Oh, that's (laughs) so funny. My low was, uh, as you can probably all guess if you've listened to any episode is, uh, Southern Comfort, my complete ordering debacle for Megan. Oh my gosh. It was just so <laughs> shameful. Like I I pan I panicked. Someone Yeah, I love Southern food and I ordered you lazy dog. And then I overcompensated by ordering you a whole nother meal that you couldn't even oh, eat. Yeah. That's right, she didn't even eat it. It was such a sad day. I, I mean it was hilarious because lazy dog is not it's just not where you order southern food from or just even regular food to be honest it doesn't even yeah, food. It yeah it's not even a place you want to go to for food <laughs> and then but i i like plow i powered through it either way because it's takeout breakout and i ate it and then i got a really nice meal that i had to basically waste because i was so full and 
<laughs> and they were missing items from your entree from Lazy Dog. And I contacted I contacted the app to get a refund and they only gave me like two what? bucks back. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> dollars that's not even a refund yeah i think that they were like oh you didn't get like some of your biscuits so we'll just comp you for some of the biscuits it was ridiculous Uh, the low of all lows god yeah (laughs) that's depressing (laughs) what about you meg (sighs) well i was gonna say japanese delivery but i have a feeling that that's emily's and i don't want to steal her thunder so i'm gonna go with my other low point (laughs) right am i right (laughs) okay yes (laughs) you want to go with my other option which was wings wings the wings that were ordered for me were so fucking terrible they were like rubbery and wet and slimy and just like everything a wing shouldn't be and i live in san jose guys san jose has options we have lots of wing places and somehow I ended up with the worst wings place that exists in you know probably the world <laughs> oh my god the way you describe them it sounds like they were like they were out of gross kind of they were super gross and I would say that that was my low moment where I was like why am I doing this show <laughs> That leaves us with Emily and Japanese food. (laughs) That's right. You guessed it. (laughs) My low for the series was the Japanese episode. Because not only did I not get sushi, (laughs) which everyone banked on, but the ordering for Megan experience was so traumatic and stress-inducing that it's seared into my memory and heart forever. <laughs> I can never forget it. It was bad all around. There was no saving grace to this episode for me. Oh my god, you make it sound like you need to go to therapy to deal with it. It was I do, so bad. And I have. <laughs> Just for Japanese food. Okay, I remember us talking about what to call the episode, right? Like, what is this episode going to be? And we said we settled on Japanese food and I was like okay I can't just do sushi then because then I'm an asshole and it turns out everyone was supposed to be an asshole and just go with sushi <laughs> because that's what the people want and you I, give the people what they want we had, if we had called the episode sushi I promise I would have gotten you a ton of sushi that was definitely the most pedantic take of I'm the whole so series sorry <laughs> Yeah, that was bad. But I think now it's time to switch to highs so that we can feel good about the last year with this show. Okay. Do you want me to round go back around again? And, I mean, and no. I want to go first before someone takes it away from me like Japanese delivery. Go. I'm taking pizza party. Pizza party was my ah. fucking high. I was high as a kite that day. I could not believe how <laughs> swimmingly this went. I called Shep and I asked if, you know, if they had anything available for a party and I, and they said no and I was like, "All right, that's fine. I'm going to order this thing tomorrow and, you know, if there's anything, go for it. Otherwise, don't worry about it. It's fine." 
And I tipped like, and you know, you guys know I hate tipping, right? But I tipped in advance like 30%. It was a lot because I was like, it's just bad enough that they had to deal with me on the phone yesterday. (laughs) But they really took it seriously. Shep was the man and he gave you a fucking party just for yourself, Giselle. And I had so much fun with that episode and it went so well. And I'm so glad you had fun with your own little pizza party and your four times cheese. That was my best day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no wonder you wanted to go first because nice. that was my high. Um, because there was nothing funnier to me than like my landlord's daughter uh, knocking on my door and me being like, oh, what? Because I'd forgotten for like 10 minutes that I was supposed to get lunch from you or from somebody. Um, and then her being like, uh, someone's here for you. And there's just this guy (laughs) with all these party, (laughs) these party things. And it's just me alone. Probably thought you were crazy. (laughs) Ready for a huge party. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I have a podcast. Ah." You know, and then I had all the, like, I had, and then then beyond the party, I had a fun, I had a fun time doing a photo shoot with the rabbits with the party, which was, I didn't really like that. It's fine. They're, they're kind they just have to like it sometimes. Um. But the cheese itself, like the oh thick God. cheese bites. Did you have to use just, scissors? Ugh, so good. I, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I said, did you have to use scissors? Yeah, I had to, like, cut it with, like, a chef's knife. It was so thick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it was so good, though. It was so good. And the different crusts. You gave me, like, a variety of crusts. It was, like, a smorgasbord of, like, pizza delight. I was very happy. In yeah, way. and we had our amazing photo shoot. That was probably one of my most favorite photo shoots that we that we did. So it was a really great episode. I'm glad we shared this high together, Giselle. <laughs> um, yes, indeed. Yeah. I loved it. Kate, you go next. We have talked at length about this already in this episode, which is Tacos Los Desvelados. <laughs> and yes. that was my high because, Emily, you might be surprised, but seems hard to please. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no. She's so hard to please. I'm not hard to please. Kate thinks. (laughs) And I I knew that we were coming off of a bad Japanese episode and then a bad Chili's delivery episode for Emily. And I was like, I got to pull this together for her. I have to find the perfect meal for Emily for Halloween. And so boy, did you. And so I saw the menu and I was like, this is the one. And just like hearing like in the months since it's been so, so great to just know how much you love it. And it just like it brings me a lot of joy, like that I got to find something that you truly love. It brings me a lot of joy. (laughs) Well. I think that brings us to my high of the series. We're going to bring it back to Taco Los Desvelados. Yes. Of course. <laughs> that, I mean, just seeing, just seeing the menu and knowing I'm going to order from there makes me so happy. And I get so excited every time. And I literally tell everyone about it. My mouth is starting to water. I... I mean, 
It was perfect, truly. And I do think of you every time I order, Kate, because you brought it to me. Aw. Yeah, so that's definitely my high of the series. Kate's the matchmaker. I'm... Is this. Is, is this. <laughs> I'm so glad that we all had these moments. And I think even with the lows, we all got to laugh about it. So it's it's been a really fun series. It has. What a great idea this yeah. was. We have really learned a lot in this series, and so we thought that it would be best to put together a little list of items to just keep in mind if you're going to be ordering for yourself, definitely, but most definitely if you're ordering for someone else. So these are what we are calling the 10 commandments of takeout breakout food ordering. Commandment one, if an order can go wrong, it will go wrong. Avoid overcomplicating your order. Don't ask for too many sauces on the side because it's just not going to turn out the way you want it to. Commandment two, keep those receipts. If you paid for an order of fries and didn't get them, get your money back from the delivery app. Commandment three, assume your place of residence is impossible to find. Be prepared to give directions over text or call and know your cross streets and landmarks in advance. Specify if it's a house or an apartment. And if the person you're ordering for has just moved, make sure you're sending it to their current address. Commandment four, have low expectations, which also, you know, kind of works for life in general. Uh you're you're ordering for delivery. It's it's not going to be that restaurant experience and don't expect it to be. Commandment 5. Your food arrives precisely when it means to. Don't make plans to go to a movie or go hang out with friends in a narrow window of time based on when you think your food delivery is going to show up because it is definitely going to either get canceled at the last minute or show up 45 minutes later than you think it will. Commandment six, order foods that travel well. Hot chocolate, ice cream, and fried foods, while tasty, become a shadow of themselves when subjected to a car ride. Commandment seven, go local. Use hometown apps if they're available. Commandment eight, tip your driver, you monster. Even if you have a controversial opinion about tipping, such as I do, that's just how it goes. There are apps that allow you to tip after the fact. So that's my recommendation if you have an issue with tipping. Commandment nine. Seriously, go local. Order directly from the restaurant if it's an option. In quarantine, a lot of restaurants are doing their own delivery services or there are even local apps. And it's a really great way to support local businesses without making them give a cut to a huge business like DoorDash or Grubhub. And the commandment to end all commandments, commandment 10, don't order food for someone else, like period. This idea that we had as a podcast 
don't do it unless you're expecting something to go wrong. Then do it because it's funny. And there you have it. The 10 takeout breakout food ordering commandments. Print it out. Keep it in your wallet. Post it in your cubicle. Oh my gosh, you guys. Thanks for coming with us on this food journey through COVID. It was a lot of fun. We hit a lot of milestones and a lot of ideas. There were some we missed. And as we say goodbye to you all, we are just going to start hashing through them. It's been great, but we missed a lot of things that we could have done. And maybe something that if the fancy strikes us in the future, maybe we'll do a vegan special. Ooh, vegan. Yeah, no, that's going to be you and cross me off that episode. What about (laughs) Disneyland? We wanted to do Disneyland. We'll all have to go someday. I think it would have been kind of cool if we did an episode based purely on a protein. So tofu. Or <laughs> that would have been a good one. Um, bison or something like that. I wanted to do something that was based around um, black owned businesses or women owned businesses. We didn't get or around to that one. Food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soul food was on my list. And we, we just. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. Ugh, I really wanted to do that one. Oh, continental. Oh, Yeah. I wanted us all to have our own continent and find a meal from that continent. Yeah, not to be confused with a continental breakfast. Yeah, gross. I think we should have done a breakfast episode. Oh, breakfast. We forgot to do breakfast. I love breakfast. Speaking of breakfast, we also forgot to do burritos. Just burritos. I am a fan (laughs) of burritos. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fast food, like true fast food. Ooh, like a drive-thru. Yeah. You know what would have been fun? To just do a pure Indian food episode. What about animals? Where we're each assigned an animal (laughs) to order for another person. (laughs) Zebra. (laughs) Who has panda? (laughs) I mean, how literal would they take that? Because they could order you Panda Express. Ooh, that's that's. Uh, That would have been so interesting for our episode about animals. (laughs) No. More guests. Oh, yes. I also wanted to do an Australia-themed episode um, with goodies from my family. Absolutely. Yeah, Outback. We could have just done Outback. That would have been fun and delicious. Yeah, my mom wanted to send us um, all kinds of Australian, like, candies and, like, Vegemite-type foods. Do the whole thing. I kind of like the idea of having done an episode where you had rare and unusual foods of the world. Ooh, we could have done a challenge one that was like uh, Scottish food because very hard to find and also somewhat gross, like haggis. Oh, oh yeah. Or I like love the... different exotic, oh. like things that Americans find uh, oh, disgusting. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, something like tough to find. That's cool. That's so like Nickelodeon, right? Like, what would you do? Like, oh, would I? Would you eat this haggis? And it's like, yeah, it's just haggis, but no, it's gross. <laughs> this has been Takeout Breakout. We hope this inspires you to eat outside the box. 
with your friends. Listen to this episode and more wherever you listen to podcasts. Sorry. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Takeout Breakout has been recorded using Zencaster and is hosted by Anchor FM. All editing is done by us, the Takeout Breakout girls, Megan, Kate, Emily, and Giselle. Music is by Zach Pfeiffer.